Opening day is here. I'm Brandon, and this is baseball. A little bit about the podcast. Obviously, it's a baseball podcast, so we're going to be spending most of our time talking baseball. We're going to have a good time. We're going to break down stories, games, uh, going to have fun, going to keep it positive. You know, there's going to be times where it's pretty low key. There's going to be times where we're going to just dive into some stats and overall just try to give you a unique perspective on the game. Um, it's, it's just going to be baseball. If you love baseball, this is going to be a place for you this season. And I hope you listen. All right. So like I said, opening day is here. All 30 teams are going to be in action. New rules are in place. No shift. There's a pitch clock, bigger bases, new scheduling format where every team is going to play everybody. The season's going to look unlike any other season of Major League Baseball, and I am super excited for it. Let's get into the pitch clock. Um, just for the sake of saving time, spring training games were down 26 minutes. So games are going to be just about a half hour shorter than they were in previous seasons, and that's that's huge for the TV product specifically. I don't really care if I'm at a game, if I'm physically at the stadium and the game takes four hours, but man, if I'm sitting at home and this game's going 3.30, 3.45, honestly, I'm like, let's let's get the game going. So I'm excited about games that are going to be about a half hour shorter on average. Um, bigger bases, listen, I think you're going to see more stolen bases, but I don't really expect much of a difference in that rule change the shift i think the shift is going to create more offense and more exciting baseball listen i understand why the shift was a thing it worked it was a great strategy but it made the game incredibly boring to watch at times oh there's a lefty pull hitter up let's just put the shift or guess what our third baseman is going to go play right field apparently or whoever they put out there it got boring so they're changing that that's gone Teams are still going to get creative and probably try to find loopholes on how to create a different type of shift. And, you know, we'll see. That'll actually be exciting to see what teams do with that. Playoff or not playoff format. uh, Schedule, new schedule. Uh, Before teams played about half of their games inside of their division. That's been cut down from about 76 to high 40s, low 50s. I don't remember off the top of my head, but. In place of those, every team is going to play every team. So if you're a New York Mets fan and you're really jonesing to see Shohei Otani, you're not going to have to wait three years for it to happen because it's going to happen every year. I do want to get into all the divisions. Uh, I do want to talk about the Kansas City Royals specifically because that's kind of my team. Um, So I'm going to get into that real quick. Listen, Kansas City Royals cleaned house. At the end of 2022, they moved on from Dayton Moore, Mike Matheny, Kyle Eldred. All moves that needed to be done. The hardest one was Dayton Moore just because he had quite a legacy here. Mike Matheny did not. It was time for him to go. It was overdue time for him for, for him to go. Same with Kyle Eldred. They're both, they're just, they just don't work, unfortunately. Um, so the Royals promote JJ Piccolo. He brings in Matt Quattraro, Brian Sweeney. Uh, so he brings in blood from Tampa and from Cleveland. 
What's Tampa and Cleveland known for? They're known for pitching, developing pitching in a small market and at a high success rate. So, hey, let's bring them here. Pitching is a colossal issue in Kansas City. Let's bring these guys in, try to address it, and uh, that's what that's that's what those moves were. I like what J.J. Piccolo has done already. He was in charge of the trade deadline last season. He made moves that... He moved on from players that Dayton Moore should have moved on from years ago. He's making baseball first decisions. What's best for the Kansas City Royals? What's best for the organization? Not what's best for the player. What's best for this individual? You know, he's a good guy. He should get a raise because he's a nice guy. Is he a productive guy? No, but he's a nice guy. JJ's not doing that. JJ's saying, hey, are you going to help the Kansas City Royals win? Great. We'd love for you to be here. So really excited to see what the 2023 Kansas City Royals look like. I don't think that we're going to be all that excited about their record uh, by the end of the year, but it's it's going to be exciting to see Bobby Wood Jr., Vinny Pasquantino. Uh, can Brady Singer be in the Cy Young conversation? Like the, from an individual player base, this season's going to be really exciting if these players do what we think they're going to do. Because I think what 2023 is going to be about for the Kansas City Royals is are we in a position where we feel like we're going to be able to compete in 2024? That's what I think they're going to be. And I think that that's completely possible if they take the right steps. Does the offense pick up where it left off last season? Does the pitching staff uh, does the pitching staff take a step forward from last season? That's not going to be that hard of a feat, I don't think. But you have a completely different philosophy from the pitching side of things. Hey, just throw strikes. We're going to throw strikes. Quit jacking around. Just throw strikes. That's that's the mantra in Kansas City, and I think that it's going to work. I think you're going to see results. Like I, I'm not going to talk myself into it, but you know, I'm gonna. Uh, there's a part of me that thinks, hey, are the Royals going to compete this season? They're not going to, but I'm going to try to talk myself into it. Hey, they've got that extra wild card spot now. Can they win 85 games and get that done? Hey, you never know. Crazier things have happened. Are they going to be the surprise team come October? Are they going to be the Cleveland Guardians, the 2023 Cleveland Guardians? Nobody expected the 2022 Cleveland team to win 93 games and go to the playoffs. But that's baseball. Hey, get hot. You never know. But I, I, I expect them to, I expect the Kansas City Royals to finish towards the bottom of the division. Uh, just because they've got some work to do before I can feel like, yeah, this is a division winning team. Let's jump over to the NL Central. I think, I think the NL Central is the weakest division Outside of the AL Central, that I think NL Central is the weakest division in baseball. I think it's pretty much a lock. I think it's pretty much a lock that the St. Louis Cardinals are going to win that division. I don't even think it's going to be close. I think Milwaukee might stick around for a little bit. The Cubs might be fun. I don't think the Cubs are quite there yet. But St. Louis should win this comfortably. They should if 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 we get to September and St. Louis has not won their division. It's a failure. I think I, I think it's going to be a breeze of a season for them. 
It's just, but, you know, are they going to put it together in the playoffs? Because last season, their stars didn't, they were great all regular season and then didn't show up in the postseason when it mattered. So can can we fix that this season? Because I think the opportunity is going to be there. Um, let's go, let's go out east. American League East. New York Yankees. Listen, if it's your year... If there's a time for the Yankees to dethrone the Houston Astros, this is the year to do it. Houston looks a little bit different. They've got an injury. Um, Can you be the class of the American League? Because you've tried to be, but you keep coming up short to Houston. So are you going to break through this season? Because I don't think you're worried about Toronto or Tampa or Baltimore. I think your goal is getting past Houston. Because... Guess what? If you're trying to win a World Series and you're in the American League, you're not going to do it without going against Houston. So gear up for your your ALCS against Houston and beat them this time. Because they're going to be there in all likelihood. Let's do the NL West or NL East. NL East, I think, is the most stacked division in baseball. You have the Mets. The Braves and the Phillies. You have the Marlins that are fun, and then you have the Nationals that I think are just happy to be there. I think this is the Braves division. The Braves, I think, have the most complete team. They have won the division a few years prior. So I think it's theirs to lose. I think, obviously, the Mets are going to be there. They took a huge blow by losing Edwin Diaz in the WBC. But I don't think that's going to completely destroy their season. I also think the Phillies got better. They brought in Trey Turner. They're fresh off of a World Series loss. I think they've got something to prove. I think they're going to be back in the postseason. I think the NL East produces three postseason teams uh, with the Braves, Mets, and Phillies. It's going to be a fun one to watch. You know, who's going to who, who's going to take the crown there? All right, let's go out west. Let's start with the AL West. I do think. I do I do think that Houston is going to represent the American League again in the World Series. I just think they have the best team and I don't I'm not really excited about anybody anybody in the American League. Like I think I think the White Sox are going to win the Central, but do I think that they're going to make a run and win a title? No. I I still think that you know, if it's not Houston, it's going to be New York. Um, but they're going to be without Jose Altuve for about till what June, mid, late May. So you know, if you're if you're the Angels and you're the Mariners, the door is open to for these first two months of the season to 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 make a splash and say, you know what, we're winning the West this season. You're going to have to go through us. So, you know, the clock's ticking on that. Take advantage of this time. Not that, you know, the Astros are going to lose a bunch of games without Altuve, but I do think that it opens up opens it up a little bit. He's kind of the heart and soul of that team. Let's go. Let's go NL West. Dodgers, Padres. I still think the Dodgers are going to come out on top in the West. Um But there's a part of me that thinks, man, 
if there was a year for the the Padres to 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 take over, this is the year to do it. Their roster is scary. The Dodgers are getting older. Um, they've got some key injuries. So, I don't know. Like this is this is a golden opportunity for the Padres and the Padres you know, they went to the NLCS last year. You you like that if you're the Padres. But all right, now go go win your division and go to the World Series and win a World Series. That's your thing this year. But beat the Dodgers. Don't lose the division by 20 games. I don't think... Speaking of that, I actually think that the balanced schedule is going to eliminate 100-win seasons. Not eliminate 100-win seasons, but... Make them significantly more rare. Like I think that, you know, Houston beating up on the terrible AL West for half the season, like they're not going to be able to do that anymore. So they're not going to be able to just stack wins against Oakland, who is actively trying to not be in Oakland anymore. So, yeah, I think between... My my World Series picks. Uh, with all that, I all that being said, uh, I've got to go Houston. As much as that pains me to say, I've got to go Houston, and I've kind of, I kind of want to say, I kind of think the Braves are going to go back. I think we might get a twenty twenty one rematch. Now, with all that being said. I want to go over two teams from each league that I think has the most pressure on them to win. And I'm going to start with the Los Angeles Angels. Um, The Los Angeles Angels, uh, no surprise to anybody, have been the biggest underperforming team in the league for about eight years now. You have Mike Trout, who a lot of people argue is going to be in the GOAT conversation when it's all said and done, if he's not already. And then you turn around and add... Shohei Otani, who's a two-way superstar that, oh, also might be the GOAT. Uh, I think we might throw the term GOAT around a little bit too loosely, but if you're going to use that term, those two might be in that conversation. Uh, And you have done nothing with those two. In 2014, the Angels won 98 games and got swept by my Kansas City Royals in the ALDS. I think they had a winning season again in 2015 and then did nothing since. Um, So I think... The Angels need to compete and perform and win and be in the playoffs. Uh, One, because there's no reason you shouldn't be. Your team is far too talented to not be. And two, guess what? Shohei Otani is probably walking this season. And he's definitely walking if you guys go out there and win 80 games again. I think he's walking regardless of what the Angels do. I, I genuinely think if the Angels went and won a World Series, he would still walk. I think that People are going to be lining up to sign him, to sign Otani, and I think it's, hey, who's going to give me the most money? I think it's going to be the San Francisco Giants um, because they missed out on Correa and they want that big star. Um, But, yeah, Angels in the American League, go go and win. Now's your time. In the National League, in the National League, it's the New York Mets. Steve Cohen, hey, We're going to win a World Series by the first five years of my ownership. And, you know, clock's ticking on that one. Uh, We're getting close to that. He spent 
a lot of money. He's kind of kind of changed the game a little bit with how owners, certain owners are operating their franchises. Like the guy's like, hey, I'll pay anybody to come here. Like he was going to have Carlos Correa on his team. He, he was trying to sign Carlos Correa this offseason. Like where on earth are you going to put him? <laughs> where is Carlos Correa going to play on your team? So like this guy's out here playing MLB The Show with budgets turned off. And we're just here to deal with it. Now, hey, that's all well and good that you're spending money. The players seem to like it, but, you know, you've you've not really done anything of significance. All you've really done as the Mets owner is pretty much guarantee that you're going to be in the dance in October. Um, which, honestly, as a fan, I would take that because that's I mean, you just got to get to October in order to have a chance. They just got to they just got to kind of finish the job. And I think they will. But yeah, like if I was a Royals fan and I was like, hey, I feel pretty confident that we're going to be competing in the playoffs come October. I'd take that even if there wasn't any guarantee of playoff success rather than 29 year drought here. Going on eight years. Hey, we're, we're about to be a, a a decade from being in a playoff appearance. So, Kansas City Royals fans, like, don't look now, but we're a third of the way there to the 29-year playoff drought. Um, I think they're going to get there. I actually think that this, this group of guys, this core, the next – three, four, five, six years, I think are going to be really fun for Kansas City Royals fans. One, because I think the group is good. I think the right management is in place. I think players are going to want to come here. We're also getting a, a new stadium that sounds like we're shooting for 2027. Is that is that what I heard today? That we're, we're, we're hoping for a... A 2027 opening day, that's that's sooner than I expected. I know that the lease at Kauffman Stadium is 2031 through 2031. So four years sooner, which I'm I'm for. I I absolutely love downtown baseball. I, I think Coors Coors Field to me is a great experience. I love Bush Stadium. I think if the Royals can kind of replicate what's going on with those two teams, they have all of this stuff around their stadium to do. I think that I think that the, the stadium is going to be exciting, and I think people are going to want to be there and see it and be part of it. And I think the nice thing is that the Kansas City Royals are, in all likelihood, going to be pretty good or hopefully competitive around that time. If they're not competitive in 2027, something really wrong happened. Um, and Matt Quattraro and JJ Piccolo are no longer um, part of this organization. But I really think that really good days are ahead for the Kansas City Royals. I just think you've got a baseball first general manager and you've got Quattraro who came from an organization that only wins and they're kind of in a lot of ways they're 
a uh, a model small market franchise. Them, Cleveland, Milwaukee. I think, like the Kansas City Royals can be that. Milwaukee has been relevant for a decade now. Now they don't always make the playoffs, but Milwaukee baseball is fun. Tampa baseball is fun. Cleveland baseball is fun. Cleveland is supposed to be rebuilding right now. They're not even supposed to be competitive, yet here they are with an opportunity to win a division again. I think that they're going to suffer from a lot of sophomore slumps because they had a lot of young talent on that uh, on that team last season. Um, yeah, so 2023 is here. We're finally done with the offseason, and my goodness... It's going to be fun. Um, I, I think that that is all I got. Thank you for listening. Um, I'm planning on having episodes at least once a week, maybe more uh, once we get into it. But yeah, just give me a chance and I'm going to give you everything I've got. I think that, you know, I'll be talking about games and stories, but my goal is to give you something a little bit different. Uh, Maybe not just give you the same take. I'm not going to get on here and say anything absolutely ridiculous. Everything that I'm going to tell you is going to be authentic and I'm going to, I'm going to take a logical path to getting to, you know, a take or explanation that I give you on this podcast. Um, So Yeah, I'm Brandon. This is baseball. Thanks for listening.